Hi, friends. Welcome to the Culture Care Podcast, Liturgies for Uncertainty. Our Advent reflection continues today with a liturgical reflection on peace in uncertain times. In this episode, we allow ourselves to sit with the unknown, unfinished, unresolved. It's not easy to talk about the pain points of life. And it's understandable if right now you feel defensive, your muscles tightening, your stomach clenching. I invite you to take a deep breath and notice that feeling. Unclench your fists. Try not to shy away from the tension, but to name it for what it is, uncertainty. And then commit for these next few minutes to exploring it with us. In this episode, poet and liturgist Brianna Kinsman guides us through a reflection on peace in confusion and anxiety. Brianna Kinsman is a writer, poet, liturgist, and theater maker. Her artistic work explores the relationships between theater and liturgy, the body and communal storytelling, myth and mystery, prayer and play. Through improvised movement, poetry, and storytelling, she brings awareness to the spiritual landscapes we are crossing together. In the midst of tension, there is an opportunity to invite more, more understanding, more possibility, more healing. Healing comes by way of truth telling. For artists and makers, that is the work to name what we see and to faithfully mirror it. This episode will reflect on one of the conflicts in our world as a search for peace. There are many conflicts, global and personal, mundane, and extraordinary. There is wisdom to be found in the careful consideration of the shadows that are cast by the light, as well as by the light itself. With all of this in mind, I invite you into this investigation of peace in the midst of uncertainty and confusion. Let's continue this journey together with an orienting breath in and a clearing breath out. All right, let's walk a while, friends.
I grant you refuge by Hiba Abu Nada Translated by Huda Fakaruddin Published by Protean Magazine Protean Magazine wrote this tribute to the author. Hiba Abu Nada was a novelist, poet, and educator. She wrote this poem on October 10th, 2023. She died a martyr, killed in her home in South Gaza by an Israeli raid on October 20th, 2023. She was 32 years old. I grant you refuge in invocation and prayer. I bless the neighborhood and the minaret to guard them from the rocket, from the moment it is a general's command until it becomes a raid. I grant you and the little ones refuge, the little ones who change the rocket's course before it lands with their smiles. I grant you and the little ones refuge, the little ones now asleep like chicks in a nest. They don't walk in their sleep toward dreams. They know death lurks outside the house. Their mother's tears are now doves following them, trailing behind every coffin. I grant the father refuge, the little one's father, who holds the house upright when it tilts after the bombs. He implores the moment of death. Have mercy, spare me a little while. For their sake, I've learned to love my life. Grant them a death as beautiful as they are. I grant you refuge from hurt and death, refuge in the glory of our siege here in the belly of the whale. Our streets exalt God with every bomb. They pray for the mosques and the houses. And every time the bombing begins in the north, our supplications rise in the south. I grant you refuge from hurt and suffering. With words of sacred scripture, I shield the oranges from the sting of phosphorus and the shades of cloud from the smog. I grant you refuge in knowing that the dust will clear, and they who fell in love and died together will one day laugh. It's hard to talk about peace because peace feels like the farthest description of our world right now. Even a peripheral glance at headlines will tell you that there is not peace on earth, nor good will towards humankind. I'm not even sure that I can name the last time that I personally felt at peace. When I first sat down to write this reflection, news had just been delivered of an armed attack 
on border communities in Israel, which resulted in at least 1,200 Israeli civilian deaths and 240 abducted. This was soon followed by videos of hostages taken by Hamas, followed by extreme destruction and siege and bombardment of Gaza, and a rising death toll of civilian lives at the hands of the State of Israel. I've restarted this reflection so many times, because how do you write about peace when more than 10,000 children lie dead in Gaza? What is there to say after seeing images of a newborn baby's precious body broken upon the rubble of his home, or a mother cradling the shrouded body of her dead child? When daily the journalists of Gaza, many of whom are still in their 20s, show us on social media the reality of their hunger and their hurt, their wounds, their loss, their desperation, and the death inflicted upon them. The words that have been going around in my mind is that phrase from Jeremiah, they have treated the wound of my people carelessly, saying peace, peace, when there is no peace. Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Is peace possible? In times of great tragedy, I think it's a question that demands our attention a reevaluation of our relationship with with peace and whether or not it's working how do we practice mutual care in times of not peace is this an idea we're romanticizing or a practice we're actually willing to engage with and what other actions are required to make peace possible and a refuge for all and not just some. Those five little letters hold a vast array of symbolic meaning. Sometimes the term peace is used by oppressors to silence or dismiss the oppressed, who raise their voices against injustice. And other times it's used shallowly as a method of conflict avoidance, settling for restraint and grudge-keeping over true repentance and reparation for damages done. Author and singer-songwriter Andre Henry recently posted this on Instagram. Make sure your calls for peace aren't actually asking oppressed people to comply with their oppression. If you want peace, then you must pursue freedom. If you're calling for peace without distinctly calling for liberation, it rings hollow. End quote. I am yet a student of liberation efforts and peacemaking. And for these lessons, I sit at the feet of the black stewards and poets and teachers and story keepers and listen to the wisdom they teach. And often they all center around the same idea. Peace is not possible without 
the work of liberation and justice. In culture, the way that the word peace is used is often confused with ease and comfort. And while it might include these things, the waters of peace run much deeper. Peace is not predicated by the absence of conflict, difference, disagreements, or resistance. I think those things will always be present for humans on this side of heaven. From what I've learned, and from what I can see at this point in my life, Peace rooted in liberation is an active pursuit and a practice, not a passive adjective. It's something we do. It's a collective pursuit of what liberated living means each day, and insisting upon the sacredness of one another and of those who will come after us. Peace is a pursuit that begins within each of us. In my interior life, peacemaking means shaping a room for the best and worst parts of myself to belong and have a conversation. This means truly listening to my anxious and worry-ridden thoughts, to my self-doubt and my shame, and allowing them to have a voice long enough to let them unearth the deeper things that they are carrying. Anger, grief, disappointment, fear. It means accepting my humanity and the uncertainty that these unpredictable feelings bring and giving dignity to my expressions of anger and grief. I want to know peace as liberation from anxiety. I want to know peace as refuge in confusion and war and chaos. But this means that peace has to move in our imaginations from a singular arrival point or a pact to a road that we choose to walk each hour and in each season in both rest and unrest. Peace is a labyrinth we walk daily, and the building of peace requires the constant exercise 
of our imagination. Bell Hooks writes, quote, The function of art is to do more than tell it like it is. It's to imagine what is possible. End quote. Imagination motivated by fear and rage leads to destruction. But imagination motivated by love allows restoration to begin. Imagination motivated by love opens up a world of possibilities for shaping peace. It allows us to focus our choices on what brings us back to each other and to ourselves. In this next hour, in this next decision, in this circumstance, in this conflict, what will bring us back to each other? What will help bring me back to myself? What will help me be in my body? What will remind us that our bodies and our lives are sacred and that we belong with each other? In this sense, setting boundaries is peacekeeping. Telling the truth is peacekeeping. Allowing ourselves to feel our hurt is peacekeeping. Confrontation is peacekeeping. Peace meets us in both artistic resilience and strategic action. If we listen, its discipline shows us that our souls have the capacity to hold and understand multiple truths at once. Peace is rooted in liberation and justice and grows by the way of collective imagination motivated by love. It is the work of rightly naming what is and is not freedom, what is and is not life-giving, and being willing to defend our responsibility to each other in this great web of interdependence in which we live. This Advent, at a time when anxiety, confusion, and chaos weigh heavily on us, the way of peace is remembering one another as beloved and belonging, taking action that affirms that our lives are sacred and precious, telling stories that say refuge is coming, a different future is possible. you these questions for walking the road of peace. What do I need this hour? And what is needed of me this hour?
How can I extend care to my soul and to the souls of others? What actual capacity do I possess today? What will bring us back to each other and to ourselves? What will remind us that our bodies and lives are sacred and that we belong with each other? Friends, as you go from here, I offer this blessing. May you know the true expanse of peace and learn to see the inner play of shadows and light within its shelter. When anxiety attacks, may you act toward liberation. When confusion surrounds, may your resolve be your refuge. May your imagination be motivated by love. And may you be held in love by those who believe that peace is possible. Go in peace. Thank you for listening to the Culture Care Podcast, Liturgies for Uncertainty. You can follow Brianna Kinsman on Instagram. Links to her work are in the show notes. Details on the work referenced can also be found in the show notes. This episode was created and produced by Julia Hendrickson, Jeremy Hunt, and Brianna Kinsman. A big thank you to Jeremy for his original soundscapes and musical compositions, which you heard throughout this liturgy. Additional recordings and sounds were recorded by Brianna. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Culture Care Creative. Drop us a note in the comments section. We'd love to hear your response to these topics. How do you understand peace in this present moment? The journey continues next week, and we hope you'll join us then. Thank you for sharing your time and attention with us today as we navigate collective uncertainty. Until next time, may you find ease in the midst. May you know peace as a guide. We'll see you down the road. Bye, friends.